This episode of Another Great Day is brought to you by Liquid Hot Magma, Volcano Tears. It's Friday, February the 2nd, 2024. That's right. Every time a volcano explodes, think of it as crying. Uh, it's even sadder. It's its wings. Yeah. Do you remember that little uh, animated thing that was on a Disney movie once? The volcano? Yeah, lava. Was, oh, it just called lava? I think it's called lava. It's I like cute. Wes's, though. The idea every time a volcano erupts, an angel loses its wings. Oh, no. <laughs> or does it get its wings? I said get its wings. Oh, get sorry. Its wings. I took I mean, it the wrong way. It could go that way, too. Well, welcome to another no great bell. day. Wes the is podcast. here with us again. Yeah, we got Wes riding double sidecar. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've been no. trick-or-treating, collecting scars from old women, and having a good time. What? It's an- <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. It's another great day here wow. on the Another Great Day podcast, and we're just three friends having a good old time. <laughs> Thanks for being here, and let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys like questions? Love them. All right. Question. So you're going to love this question. Do you like swords? Uh, yeah. Have you actually, truly, have you guys ever held a sword? Yes. When was have, the last time you held a sword? Uh, you go ahead, Wes. You seem very confident. The, yeah, no, there was this like store in Grapevine Mills In the mall? mall. I was going to say <laughs> in the mall. Just, also. They had weapons <laughs> and they let you hold them. Why that's, does every mall have a sword that's store? That's the only, <laughs> only time I've ever held a sword. Is the mark that a mall is not that good? They could have made hardly any money, but like, yeah. it was, there was like nunchucks but and samurai mini mall swords. has... At one point, had two sword stores. <laughs> <laughs> I thought forever that like my favorite thing to have for like home protection would be like a samurai sword under my bed. Oh, it'd be oh, brilliant! Man. What robber would want to rob you if you like came out with a samurai sword? Like, yes. ching! <laughs> <laughs> that guy's crazy. I actually have a story about uh, martial arts story? weapons. <laughs> And if you want to stay tuned at the end of this <laughs> podcast, I'm going to share it. It's appropriate for all ages. <laughs> all right. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever held a knight sword or a ninja sword? Either of those? Yes. Was yours a knight sword or a ninja sword? Uh, I'm, it was the mall sword. Okay. Mall sword. That's the <laughs> third category. ninja, less knight. Okay. <laughs> New band name. I called it. <laughs> more ninja, less knight. What about lightsabers? Do you like lightsabers? I do. I've, lightsabers, never, I've never held one though. They're cool. Seem terrifying. Yeah. The concept is like, they're risky. Really <laughs> risky. Like you could accidentally set it down in the wrong way and be yeah, cooking. Like, most of them don't have like a guard against the 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 lightsaber. Like, I know. Even I think, a blade has a guard. Like so, so you don't hit your hand on it. But one of those little like things. lighters that have a little bitty like super long flame. Like yeah. A, that's that's why a lightsaber length should be. I like that. Just so it goes crazy. I disagree. <laughs> if I'm holding it, I'd be scared to do anything with it besides like cut some meat or something. If I have a lightsaber, well, you, I want the real deal. Let me ask you a question. So lightsabers are powered by a magical crystal, so we're going to throw those in a different category. Okay. But real swords, do you guys know how they're sharpened? Metal? Other stones? Yes, other stones. That's right. Okay. And other metals. That's correct. Absolutely. Uh, you take the sword and you grind it against another strong piece of metal or a stone until it sharpens it. So think of it. It's good for the sharpener and it's good for the sword. The sharpener is getting to do its job and the sword is getting more effective. It's a win-win. I've never owned a sword, but I do have a random story about swords for later. <laughs> ah, ooh, I can't wait. I got to tune in at the end. But you know what we're going to do? Right now, we're going to hit that magical button that launches us into the Miami-based crazy parade called (laughs) Super Fun Time Extravaganza Bonanza or Boss Level. Yeah! We got Boss Level here live and in living color. Previously on Boss Level, Chris and AP return to the castle, attending Hank's daughter's quinceanera. 
A letter from the principal led them to investigate, revealing a fake Taco Tuesday machine and Hank's betrayal. The king intervened, explaining a glitter catastrophe linked to the machine, and they agreed to help. Armed with a clue and mystical trinkets from Carl, they journeyed to the Food Lion Mountains. A yoga lady's riddle guided their choice, and they encountered Trent the Squid, who unintentionally gave them a clue. Facing shifting mountains, they survived a river ordeal and landed on the rugged path. At a mysterious cave entrance with ancient symbols, they used memory stones to gain entry, setting the stage for their next adventure. As the sun dips below the horizon, casting long golden rays into the cave library, our heroes feel a growing sense of urgency. Stone shelves hewn into the rock line both sides of a large room with several tables and artifacts standing guard in the center of the space. The light fades, enveloping the ancient hall into twilight's embrace. A large growl emits from Aaron's belly. Oh, we haven't eaten in a long time. We hiked up that mountain, got tossed around, lost a friend, discovered a secret entrance. Distracted, Chris is enamored by the potential for answers. He hurries forward, feeling the urgency of darkness. Aaron, we have to get inside before it's too dark to see what we can find. Chris, I have a glowstone. <laughs> oh, yeah! In the twilight, Aaron holds up the glowstone. A soft light shines down around Chris and Aaron. Chris, resembling an explorer from tales of old, gazes at the rows of books resting on ancient stone and wood shelves. Each book, a treasure trove of forgotten lore. His eyes catch a glint on the edge of a book. Harmonies of the Green bound in emerald leather with intricate golden runes dancing across its cover. Hmm, maybe this could help. Chris opens the book and begins to flick through the pages. Aaron standing tall, holding the stone up, a bulwark against the darkness, taps his foot impatiently. His eyes dart around, searching for clues, secret levers, hidden passageways, anything that might lead to action or hidden treasure. He walks forward to the next row of books, leaving Chris alone in the darkness. Come on, come on, there's got to be more to this place than dusty books. I mean, where are the clever traps, the secret rooms, the lost treasures? Chris fumbles in the dark towards the light. He bumps against something solid and wooden. It begins clicking and ticking and whirring. It is a wooden box at least the size of a refrigerator. It whirs and generates a dusty, dazzling spectacle, lighting up the room like a carnival of ancient wonders. Glowing, magical paintings animate figures in long-forgotten myths, like little movie scenes in each frame, along the walls between the shelves. The sconces glow warmly at the end of each book row. The large space is now warmly illuminated. Inside the large box is half of a wooden mechanical robot. It turns to face Chris. 
Greetings, seekers of knowledge. I am Syria. How may I assist in your quest? Do you want to hear a joke? What do you call a snowflake's kids? Children. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, we're trying to unravel a mystery. Do you have any tips on where to start? Aaron rushes around a corner, seeing the large wooden box containing the upper half of the wooden robot. What's this gizmo? Oh, got any hidden secrets? Or better yet, a ham sandwich? I possess no secrets, for knowledge unknown to me remains secret. Regarding your starting place inquiry, beginnings can be found at the start of each book. I am Boxa ready to serve. Well, it's not exactly what we're looking for, but I guess it's a start. Boca what now? Uh, that's a mouthful. You're a wooden automaton or a robot. How about we call you Timber Talk? Timber Talk. Hmm. A charming and succinct designation. I am a wooden device that talks. Splendid. I am now Timber Talk. Okay, so... Timber talk. Uh, is there, by any chance, is there food around here? Aaron and I are getting pretty hungry. Indeed, I make food. The culinary magic I wield combines rhythm, nature's elements, and the essence of creatures. Preparing such a feast, however, requires time. Perfect! It makes food! Awesome! All right, let's start the magic show. Aaron stares at the wooden machine. How long is this going to take? I will use precisely 7,933 rotations to complete this task. As Timber Talk begins its meticulous process of creating food, Aaron, restless, decides to explore further. Chris watches Timber Talk's performance with fascination. Food, food, I guess I can wait. Ow! God, something poked me! Enter a sprite-like fox, a creature of light and laughter, the size of one and a half tissue boxes, or a little smaller than a printer. Its fur shimmers like the morning dew, its eyes twinkle with playful mischief. It climbs above Timber Talk and into a small house, like a birdhouse with the word Whimsy ingrained along the door of the minuscule dwelling. Whimsy squeaks a happy sound and darts around Aaron and climbs up a shelf and stares Aaron in the eyes from a couple of feet away. Huh, oh, hey, little guy, don't sneak up on me like that. This place is kind of eerie. I might react with my judo chop. <laughs> Heron moves his hands through the air like a martial artist. Whimsy, in its playful frolic, begins to poke and prod Aaron. Aaron notices the playful manner, and because of Aaron's general love of animals and fun, he follows Whimsy and it soon turns into a game of tag. Down one row of books, and then Whimsy hops over the top of Aaron, meeting on the other side. <gasps> All right, enough of that. Hey, hey, come back here. In the midst of the chase, Whimsy deftly snatches the glowing stone from Aaron's pocket and darts around the library. Hey, hey, 
Give that back! Now Aaron really wants to catch that little guy. The chase escalates, and Aaron, hot on Whimsy's heels, ducking between bookshelves and art pieces. The magical feast is now. But just as Timber Talk's announcement echoes through the library, Aaron, in his pursuit, stumbles upon a hidden lever. With a click, a secret passage reveals itself, and at the same time, all the power of the room is eliminated, swallowing the room in darkness. A stone door grinds open. All is darkness, except for the faint glow. The stone in Whimsy's little paws. Whimsy stands on the threshold of the passageway. Whoa! What is this? Aaron, what happened? Where are you? In the faint glow of the stone, the adventurers find themselves at the edge of a new mysterious passage. Whimsy drops the stone and runs back to the library, away from this new passage. The library now asleep again. This new path offers secrets to be discovered by our intrepid adventurers. All right, and that's gonna do it for today's super fun time extravaganza bonanza, also known as <laughs> Boss Level. Also known as my kids say we should name it something else entirely. <laughs> Great job. All right, on to this day in history. All right, let me ask you a question. Do you guys know about the year 1925? Ever heard of it? Never. Ah, well, aren't you in for a treat? 1925. 1925. This is the Gilded Age. Oh, the Gilded Age. This is before the Depression, after World War One. Okay. Thank you, Chris. I actually did not know that. That is a fun fact. Very good. Timber Talk should probably tell us more about this. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so... 1925, 20 mushers. That's right, mushers. mushers. People who mush the dogs on. Mush, 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 mush. Oh, they're called yeah. mushers? Yeah, they're called really? mushers. That's their real name. Yeah. Mushers. 20 mushers embark on a journey to transport medicine to Nome, Alaska, inspiring the Iditarod race. Check this out. This is so cool. The 1925 Serum Run to Nome, also known as the Great Race of Mercy, the Serum Run, was a transport of diphtheria antitoxin by dog sled relay across the U.S. territory of Alaska by 20 mushers and about 150 sled dogs across 674 miles in five and a half days, saving the small town of Nome and the surrounding communities from a developing epidemic of diphtheria. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The event inspired the Iditarod dog race, the longest and most challenging dog sled race. It's like the Ironman race of dog sled races. That Man. doesn't make like mushers and 600 something miles and diphtheria and dogs. Like, yeah. this is made up. We need medicine. The best way is to get a bunch of dudes get being pulled by dogs. mushers and their dogs out here. Yeah. I oh. guess the terrain was so crazy yeah. that there was no better way back in 1925. That's crazy. You couldn't just email the toxin, anti-toxin or to somebody. the vehicles wouldn't be able to drive over the passes. Or... And trebuchets had been retired, plus the glass <laughs> would break when it landed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for this day in history. And if you'd like to stay tuned at the very end of the show, I could tell you way more about this story because it's really neat. Seems like there's a lot at the end of this show today. 
<laughs> this is going to be a 30 minute episode. <laughs> All right. Well, today's question of the day, speaking of the dog race thing, is have you ever had a friend help you out in a moment of need? Oh, like the people with the serum are helping people out the help town. Those people, yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a friend help you? Oh, yeah. In a moment of need? What oh, happened? Oh, like, which time? Um, yeah, exactly. Narrow it down to just one. <laughs> So many honorable mentions. Man, I feel like there's so many times and some are more fun stories than others. But like, um, so we all have this friend. Yes. Okay, listen, Nate. Okay, on the count of three. One, <laughs> two, three. Jeremy. Jeremy. Yep. Okay. It's Jeremy. Um, <laughs> we were right. having a thing at our house and uh, Jeremy shows up with like three mowers and helps us mow the yard and we'd eat when we were in a rush and he just was there and amazing which is so nice what a good guy oh, it made oh. me feel very loved and cared for that's super helpful yeah. dude jeremy has helped me multiple times yeah um, i could yes i have lots of stories about him you know but he, i have he's just, probably hating this right now <laughs> he well, hates this. he's also not one to brag so yeah he's very humble in that um i will say my father audie has helped me out a ton he will drop whatever he has to do and rush out to help me. He's helped me fix sinks. He's helped me fix leaks. He's helped me fix lawnmowers, cars. Oh, so many cars. We have fixed so many cars together. So I got to give a shout out to my dear old dad, but also honorable mention to beloved Jeremy. I'm going to I'm gonna stack on both of you guys. Oh. I say thank you to Jeremy for helping me out. And, and my Audie. dad. Hey. And Audie has... <laughs> Helped me out with he built a, my roof. A, he put a roof on my house. A That's friend, true. Uh, wet if Aaron. it wasn't for him. <laughs> um, he did create me. Half, yeah, yeah. Half see, me. Audie helped make <laughs> Aaron exist. And thanks, Dad. Aaron's my friend. So thanks for that. Uh, I'm going to go with a story about my mom. Oh. She was very helpful. Oh, specifically mom. in one scenario, uh, I had to write a book report. Oh, no. For a science class. Eesh. That's right. And Oops. I was not motivated because Were you prepared, I was a least? young person who lacked motivation. And you she, lacked discipline. <laughs> I lacked discipline. And she uh, read the book uh, with me, kind of like we took turns. And then we, the book was called Virus X. Oh, that's scary. It was from Virus 20 X. years ago. So In was, a world where viruses 20, are named no, after was, letters. <laughs> Virus X was written a long time ago. Oh. Um, but yeah, she helped me synthesize the information, make bullet points, like gets as I was just stuck and she helped me get out of the stuck moment. Interesting. And I think it was like that first step to get out. She was like, I will help you. She put her hand down into the hole that I was wallowing mm. and like, I haven't done anything yet. I'm so sad. And she said, I'll help you out. You know and what? That said, is Thank beautiful. You, Mom. Have you ever had a friend who drove a standard transmission vehicle? And if you give them a little push, they can pop the clutch and the car will turn on. Yes. Your mother essentially helped you. Yes. She gave you the push. You popped the clutch and did the rest on your own. Yep. That's what that a wonderful awesome. analogy, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me. All the kids Aaron will relate to that. Doorman analogy power. <laughs> Shout out to last week's boss level. All right. Well, great talk today, Chris. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And what? I'm walking into the. The coffee break room area, and who do I see here? Well, if it is an old <laughs> stanky leg McFall dad, Jeff McGillicuddy himself. Take it away, Wes. All right. So, guys, 
my wife and I were arguing all day. Oh no. Yes. All day. Oh. About what to call a medieval soldier. Oh no. Medieval soldier? No, it was quite the day. Uh but it was getting late, so we just called it a night. <laughs> you called it a night. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Should have oh. totally different music for this. I'm glad she didn't get medieval on you. <laughs> yes, thank you, thankful. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that's gonna take us to today's word of wisdom as we wind this week down. We'll end up in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, and oh, what a beautiful verse this is. Go ahead, Chris. This one is a very famous Bible verse. This you've might be in, one of my favorites. In churches, long you've seen this around on a wall somewhere. Yep. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Yeah, and the Amplified says, a, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. Through discussion? How about that? Wait, are we discussing things right now? Are we being creative, are innovative, we, and discussy? Are we doing iron sharpening iron right now? We're doing it, Peter. Oh, we man. Doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you guys remember when I was talking about sharpening all those swords earlier? You were talking about mall swords? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Just like that, God uses Christian men to inspire and sharpen one another. So, you know, whether that's... Work ethic. Uh, whether let's see, what was it? I went to this thing called Fight Club this weekend. It's a men's Bible study accountability group, and they broke it down into it's called reps. It was like um, spiritual was S, professional was P. These are all different goals that you have that you want to be held accountable. So it's like spiritual goals, professional goals, um, E, emotional. <laughs> And R. <laughs> oh no! Those Aaron were the other two. Relational and something else. Sorry, I don't remember what the E is. I, I've only oh. been one week. Anyways, <laughs> there's Proverbs. What a dismount for the end of the show. Goodness gracious! That's all right. Up. We'll take you as you are. E Thank you. Effort. Sharpening Good that iron. <laughs> All right. Well, our mission here on Another Great Day podcast is to encourage interaction, creativity, and conversation. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoy this podcast. Stay tuned for more messages. That's wait, wait, right. sorry. That's not it. Uh, <laughs> please, if you like us, rate and review us and share it out there on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, X, or the things, whatever you say, share stuff with. Yes. Help us beat the internet with good old-fashioned fun and a family-friendly focused podcast. Most importantly, we hope that you make it another rate. All right, stay tuned if you want to hear some more malarkey. All right, so I already forgot the first thing that we were supposed to talk about. I don't remember. And unshockingly, I've forgotten the second thing that we were supposed to talk about. (laughs) But you remember the swords? I think your dad there was was a sword story story somewhere. I do have a sword story. So once upon a time in high school, my friend had a sword, and we would take the fresh fruit that his mother had purchased. Oh, no. Out into the backyard no. and toss it no. in the air and chop it up into pieces. Oh, there's like a whole the original there's real a whole life game. Fruit Ninja. Yes. Yes. You admitted that. We were Fruit Ninja. No. <laughs> and his mom came home and was like, what in the world happened to all my fruit? Just carnage and of fruit. we had to foolishly then go, we chopped it all up and left it in the yard. A ninja came. <laughs> You'll never believe this. A, the Foot Clan came in the house. Shredder was here. And chopped up everything. The putty people oh. from the Power Rangers. They didn't have swords, though. Oh, my gosh. What was the other thing we were going to talk about? 
I was going to tell you about uh, in high school, I thought it'd be really cool to have a sword. And then I looked up how much swords cost and thought, no. Uh, <laughs> and so then I saw that you can get a practice wooden sword. Oh, yeah. They have those at Shields. For $15 or something. You can get one of those in your yard for free. <laughs> it's, it's called, called a stick. stick. <laughs> yes. But or my arms really stick. As a high schooler, I like, the like, a, like a freshman in high school, <laughs> that a stick would always break when I would do things. So I sure. got, I spent $15 and got the real like fake I remember the and story it now. Also broke when you did things. It didn't break. It was very strong. Wow. That's amazing. I, I could hit it as hard as I want, like a baseball bat. Like it was really, really tough. Huh. I don't know. Right. I, I played with it for like a day and then forgot I've about got it. it. We've got so we had all right. What you got? Fruit Ninja story. Chris's wooden sword story. All right. This is missionary with martial arts story. I remember Ooh. it now. So did I was told this book? story. What? Did he rip a phone book? <laughs> no, that was did not. Did he roll like, up a frying pan? He's not power team. Did he tear a deck of cards? It's not the power team. <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, it was no random <laughs> missionary. That's so, a space station. So, so there was this missionary, and this is a true story. He was in Dallas, downtown Dallas, and he was witnessing to people, and he always carried a backpack wherever he went. And he had like Bibles and w- bottled water. And he also had a weapon in his backpack also, just in case things went badly. And so he was, you know, getting ready to get on a bus and a man approached him was like, hey, give me your backpack. And the guy goes, no, I'm not going to give you my backpack. Referencing back to a proverb, right? We're good stewards of our things. We don't foolishly give all of our things away. And the guy goes, no, give it to me. And he pulls a knife out. And the, the pastor goes, all right, man. And he sets his backpack down and he pulls out nunchucks and was fully trained and went whack. Like Whack the guy's that, hand with his nunchuck. Huh? Nunchucks? It was he was a ninja turtle. All right. <laughs> he was wearing a trench coat with a hat. <laughs> no, true story. Nin- nunchuck pastor. Nunchucks oh, yeah. is Michelangelo. Raphael oh, yeah. had Not the three. Oh, he had the size. Is it called a side? Yeah, yeah. Psy, soul katanas. Bo oh, staff, <laughs> Ten-year-old Wes would be so disappointed that I got that wrong. <laughs> oh, no. All right. For those of you who are still with us. This is we're over 25 minutes in now. Oh, my gosh. And bye. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. The Iditarod story is so interesting. 